happened the first time the kids traveled without mom or dad? 800-447-7234. It's Robin Liz in the morning. And I guess a lot of kids are going to be traveling by themselves over the holidays. My sister used to do this. She used to get on a plane when she was maybe 10 years old and fly to see my grandparents um, in Ohio. How old were you? Oh, I never got to go. Um, I'm seven years younger than her, so so yeah, three or four. But you know, might have been a little nerve wracking. You know, there's certain airlines you can fly as young as five years old without a mom or dad. Five years old? Really? Like I I don't know if I put my kid on a plane at five. So I think back in the day, they used to have a flight attendant that was kind of dedicated to the unaccompanied minor. That doesn't happen now? I don't think it does. They wear a little sign that may say they're unaccompanied or whatever. Oh. I Right? <laughs> um, but there are some of the airlines that it has to be a direct flight. So as soon as mom and dad put them on the plane, somebody has to welcome them well, on the Well, the good other thing side. is you can go through TSA. Yes. That, yeah, because you can bring your kid all the way up to the gate, right. watch them go all the way onto the plane, and then those on the other side, grandma, grandpa, whoever, yeah. aunt, uncle, is there at the other gate waiting for them to come right off. But there's one airline, I'm not going to call them out, but there's one airline where you can have your child as young as five that has a connecting flight. <gasps> That would freak me out. That's so home alone. They end up in New a York. A bit, you know. And Kevin, Kevin figured it out, but I don't know that all. A, I wouldn't a, have. He's a smart kid. Yeah, I would have gotten on the other side and cried. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Thinking about that first time you traveled all by yourself, no mom, no dad. You sent the kids off. Oh goodness! That's I know, scary. right? It can, oh, it can be. Yeah. Okay, Rebecca's here. What's your thought about this, Rebecca? Um, There's a movie called Unaccompanied Minors. by a bunch of kids that have to go on a plane that end up getting stuck in, like, they're in a big room and all their adventures with it. Ooh. What are some of the adventures? They get lost in there. They're kind of like, oh, good gracious, they're, like, stuck in the airport, and they're, like, the adults are against the kids, and the kids are having to fight against their freedoms and stuff like that and get back home. This sounds like Terminal meets Home Alone meets Children of the Corn. (laughs) Children of the Corn? (laughs) Oh, no! You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Two days away. Two days. It's almost here. It is turkey day. It's Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio. Thinking about the first time you've ever traveled Without your parents at 800-447-7234. Sherry said that she put her five-year-old on a plane. She texted this in from Ohio to Texas. Had to do that a couple of times so she could see her dad be with family. It was heart-wrenching. She said, I tried to be strong, but both of them cried like babies. I'm sure. And she said, I probably would really rethink this today because it was just so awful having to let your baby go. Now, if you're a child and you're about to get on a plane, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's all good. They're taking care of you. Thank you, Mama Liz. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel so much better now. <laughs> Next time I travel, I'll be okay. Come get, come by and give me a right. hug before you go. Etta's here at 800-447-7234. What about you, Etta? I was 12 years old when my mom sent me to South America, and it was all right before Hurricane Andrew. So that first time that you jumped on the plane by yourself, what were the feelings uh, like for you? Well, I'm one, I'm a rip the band-aid type of person. I take adventure very, like, I, I take adventure, and I was excited. That's not a hop from Florida to Georgia. Woo, no. That, that's quite the haul no. over the ocean. No, it's from, it, 
was from Miami, and it was my mom just felt something was going to be wrong, and she just hopped me on a plane. How long were you there? And I was there for about, we stayed there for about three months, so we normally just stay there during, after that, she started sending us, instead of putting us in after school, like not after school care, but summer camp, she just would send us there for three months, and then um, my family over there would put us through school. So we would stay there three months at a time. So we had school, that way we could learn Spanish the right way. Now, my daughter, when I sent her to Costa Rica, with the, she was nervous. And I'm going to tell you, you really need to know your kids before you send them to another country. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Can I be honest? Yeah, of course. I never really got why some people own a golf cart at a neighborhood until why? today. Why? Until today. Okay, why today? Because I, I saw that the average person, if they're just at home and not going to work, travels only about three miles. So what a waste of gas. Oh, yeah. To take Especially today. Sure. What a waste of gas. So now I'm understanding, okay, now I get why golf carts. Yeah, but Because you- if your neighborhood pool is like, you know, half a mile, a mile away from you, you pop in the car and spend all that money in gas. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. So if somebody can afford a golf cart, now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah, you know? I, you know, and tool around the neighborhood and visit the friends and, you know, the block party that might be happening. So BMWs come out with one of these golf carts. Yeah, they have. It's well, I, I'll tell you this: it's as expensive as a car, and more expensive than some cars, <laughs> right? Like almost thirty thousand dollars. But the thing is kind of plush. Does it look like it's one of those that'll be at a at a golf um, uh, Cl- club course? Course. Thank you. <laughs> Neither one of us are golfers. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell? I'm at the links all the time. Well, it's top golf for me, and that's about it. Right. The With a, then that thing has a big hole. I can make a big <laughs> hole like a top golf. But yeah. 25 miles an hour, this thing goes. It's got a table on the inside, so it's not your average golf cart. No, and it's know? street legal. Uh, if it's like less than 35 miles an hour, you can take it. Yeah, so Which this thing nice. jams pretty fast. Yeah. You know? One thing I didn't know about Scott Watson is he, number one, he's an expert at golf carts. Yeah. Number two, the reason why is the guy plays golf. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, not as much as I used to. When I was in uh, high school and college, I played a whole lot. Were you on the team? No, no. Just kind of doing it on the side with friends. I thought you were a professional. All the time playing. Loved it. You weren't a pro? In the PGA? No. Wow. No. I had a little PGA membership for a while. Look at that. What is it? Oh, amateur. Yeah. Big time amateur, huh? (laughs) So you had a lot of time in the golf cart. So what was your, what do they call it? Handicap. What was your handicap? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was, you know, if I could shoot under 100, I was happy. Okay, this is that good? I have no idea. I don't know if that's good. I was good. about to ask you it's what a handicap is. It's not good if you're a good is. golfer. It's, oh, it's, it's not good? It's a, no. Oh. It's okay if you're, you know, like me, just out there trying to be Messing good. around. That's like me bowling, and I get a strike. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's like, celebrate now, listen, good times. I, I will take you down on a mini golf course, though. I'm sure you would. <laughs> he just called you out. Rob. I'm not good at many. I'm not good golf, period. He so, just, yeah, of course. No, it's on. You have to why, practice. Why is it on? That's because, not on because I'm not good at it. No, he just called you out. Scott just called you out, Rob. It's not Top Golf. No, this where is going to happen. Where they have the big, gigantic, gigantic thing. Sorry, it's done. Hey, this is happening. You get on a roller coaster, I'll play the guy against mini golf. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. I may have an idea for you. Um, figgy pudding. 
figgy pudding. Do you and know what figgy? I don't know what it is, but don't I just know it is for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can serve it for Thanksgiving. It's made, it's it's weird, but it's made with the fat from beef. Oh, well. Okay. Ooh. So it's a different kind of pudding? <laughs> yeah. Spam decided, <laughs> Spam, the canned meat people, have decided they're going to put one out. It's a Spam figgy pudding. Okay. And so what is Spam made of? I'm not sure. I know who could tell you that okay. because Scott Watson, who does our news, okay. you're not going to believe this, but I caught him in the lunchroom one time eating Spam. Mm-hmm. On a cracker? No. On a sandwich? Fried. You know, you, you slice it and fry it. Spam, did you know it's spiced ham? That's where they get the name Spam. I did not spiced know that. Ham. Don't knock yeah. it until you try it. Well, hey, when I was a homeless kid and went to churches to get to their food pantries, there was a lot of Spam. Oh, my husband. Spam was not bad. Yeah, my husband grew up on Spam. Loved it. Yeah. I have never. You can slice it, dice it, all kinds of things. Grill it, Versatile. fry it. Can you broil it? Yeah. <laughs> you put it in soup. And you know what the fun thing is? When you open the can and turn it upside down, you get that sound. That's not a selling point there, Scott. It's the gelatinous hold to the can. Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. I don't know if you caught this, but Liz just found a recipe for Spam Figgy Pudding, which doesn't really sound too appetizing. Not really. It's uh-huh. Spam and it has like cardamom and cinnamon and ginger and all the, you know, fall and winter flavors. What about the car? Cardamom. I don't it's even a spice. know what that is. It's, it's a, a spice. Ugh, yeah, good. no, it's good. Okay. It's good, but not in if, Spam. If she says so, because she bakes, she okay. wouldn't know what a cardigan is. <laughs> Cardamom. Cardamom. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a sweater. 800-447-7234. Okay. Susan says she has something about figgy pudding. So so what is it, Susan? Last year, I looked up an 1800 recipe for figgy pudding, and I made it. It takes like six to eight weeks to make, because after you cook it, which you don't put it in the oven, you wrap it in layers of cheesecloth, tie it up real tight, and boil it for hours. It's like a bread, but it's got a lot of fruit, and it looks awful because you have to let it sit and hang and dry for for weeks. First, that sounds like it's way too much work. Second, how did people react when they ate it? Well, I took it to my church Christmas potluck. Everybody wanted to know what it was, so I told them. I had two people that were willing to try it. We loved it so much that everybody ended up eating some. It was really good. I have to know if you're still making it today. No, it is too much work. Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. Okay, in case you are traveling tomorrow and you get stuck at one of these five airports, we might have good news for you. It's Robin Liz on his radio. So here's the five airports. I'll go by them real quick LaGuardia, LAX, O'Hare in Chicago, uh, and the Dallas airport, and the Miami International Airport. So if those are one of the airports that you find yourself going through and all of a sudden you're stuck, you might qualify for something. Yeah, this is actually pretty fun. You may hope you get stuck, stranded uh, on your Thanksgiving trip. Here's what's happening. Lowe's has taken 10 different hotel rooms in those five cities 
near those airports, and they've decorated them for Christmas. So these are like Wyndham hotels. Okay, so nicer hotels. And you could be one of the 10 people that's stranded tomorrow who gets to stay in one of these hotel rooms. You know, like have to win it, though. You do so, have to win it. So if more than 10 people, let's say 100 people are stuck. Yeah. Because if, if one person's stuck, a whole airplane is, like, not going anywhere. But I, and I think those odds are okay. I mean, 10 people out of 100? Yeah, and then you have 90 people yes. stuck at the airport not going anywhere. See, I see that as glass half full. Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. It's that encouraging way to start your day as we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's Robin Liz on his radio. You know, I almost forgot to lay out the turkey on Saturday. Like, I had a note in my phone to lay it out, and my husband had to do it while I went shopping. Good for Joey. Right? My wife automatically put it in the fridge. Automatic? Oh, well, she must have bought it. Yeah, I was about to say, she must have bought it she did. fairly recently. We bought ours a couple weeks ago, but it needed... Four days, four or five days. Yeah, four days, I think it is. To- oh, no, ours was in the uh-huh. freezer. She got it like last week sometime. And then on Saturday, she put it Pulled in the it fridge. Out. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. Okay, because it needs, like, if you got a 12 pound turkey, it's going to be between two and three days. So for the past couple of years, I forgot. Yeah. And we had to put it in the sink. And you okay. pour cold water over it, and that's how it thaws out. It still works. Right. And it just makes it go a little quicker. So you can thaw out a turkey like in six hours. Why not hours. just do that? Well, I don't want to. It's a process. Like you have to babysit because you have to change the water every 30 minutes and it has to be cold water. Okay. So you're there all day long changing out the water, changing out the water constantly. Well, you know, that's the price you pay if you want turkey. Scott, if I understand correctly, the ladies at a church that you went to, I don't know, a number of years ago had a had a routine on how they did the turkey thawing. Yeah, they did all the church meals. And so every Thanksgiving, you know, about a week or two before, they would have a big church-wide Thanksgiving meal. And uh, my wife and I sort of uh, found out after we had eaten at a few of these that they defrosted the turkeys by laying them out on the counter okay. the night before. The night before? On the counter. What's wrong with that? Salmonella? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my! What do you mean? Good. No, you have to. There's such a process. Like I freak out almost every year because I'm so afraid I'm going to give somebody salmonella. Like you have to do it in the fridge for the appointed amount of time, or right. you have to put it in the sink and do the whole cold water process. Yeah, how's that any different? You can't leave it out. You can't okay. leave it out on the on the countertop. I mean, I don't I guess think they can, lay but... it on the countertop. I'm sure they have it in a pan. No, it was the counter. Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they got Lysol and scrubbed it down afterwards. <laughs> and I'll add this too: there was a little bit of a mouse problem. <gasps> oh no! We well, yeah. So there, you know, there were some. Scott, yeah. you just brought this thing to a whole new level. I hope you know that. <laughs> Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. They want to spend a little more Rob time outside on Thanksgiving on nights. Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. After midnight. Okay. Yeah, good. after midnight. That's because on Thanksgiving night into Black Friday morning, between midnight and dawn is when the Leonid's meteor shower should take place. Oh, that's going to be fun if you're out Black Friday shopping. Very and, early in the morning? Yeah, maybe you get to see it. They say, on average, it's about 15 an hour, but AccuWeather is saying, hey, we think it's going to be about 75 meteors an hour. Oh, my goodness. So you might see an amazing display in the sky. That's going to be a light show. Oh, my goodness. I am praying for good weather, that it's clear, because if we got clouds, we're not going to be able to see it. So I see a shooting star from time to time, but I've never seen a meteor shower. I always miss these things. 
I we stumbled upon one when, yeah, when, when my husband proposed. Yeah, he timed it out just right. <laughs> sure he did. He had no idea. Sure he did. He <laughs> knew it. But it made for the most spectacular, of course, proposal story ever. Yeah, a meteor shower happens when she says, I do. So maybe if like on cue, on cue, basically, yeah. But if you're planning on popping the question, maybe it's Thanksgiving night. Yeah, after midnight. <laughs> you're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. We just recently received a message from Jessica at 800-447-7234. I became a believer when I was in high school, and the music has always been meaningful to me. But almost six years ago now, I went through a divorce and I had to cling to everything possible um, related to the Lord. And so just the music always meant so much and the Lord always making the way for me to hear just the right song at just the right time. I recently got remarried, so the Lord redeems. I'm grateful that he makes beauty from ashes. Oh, thank you, Jessica. What a tremendous story to hear what you journeyed through how God used the songs on his radio to reach your life, and how there's been a redemption and how God brought the right guy into your life. Beauty from Ashes, I love that. And how you have been a part of Jessica's journey because you support his radio. Yeah, and you can do that for so many more Jessicas and other people really around the world. You know, technology changes all the time, and you, with your gift of support to his radio, have made things possible like our my his radio app that we can, you know, have our website that is there for you and for others to point to Jesus. So you have the opportunity to do that right now. Share with starts on December 6th. We're a listener-supported radio station, but you don't have to wait until then to get involved. Give your gift right now. Just text the word GIVE to 800-447-7234. You see, your gift now will be a big jumpstart gift towards share that begins on December the 6th. Really needed. It's a big goal. You can go to hisradio.com or even give through the My His Radio app. 